what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. On today's episode of The Written Compass, we're going to talk about a part of the publication process that you may have not thought about before, and that is the inside, the interior, the pages where your beautiful words are going to be shared. We're going to talk about what it is like and what you need to think about in designing the inside of your book. And I'm excited to have Melissa Graham, who is our interior designer, along with many other things here at Synergy Publishing Group. I cannot wait to share this information with you. If this is something that's been holding you back from hitting publish or just something you're curious about, we have all the details and all the things that you need. So let's get started. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Written Compass. Shana Hartman here, Embodied Writing Coach. I'm super excited today. We are on a roll of having some amazing guests on the podcast. As you know, if you've hung around, usually it's just me. And uh, we have just had an opportunity to share the space, share the podcast, and get some other voices in here to support you on your book writing journey. And today we have Melissa Graham, who is our amazing, she does lots of things with us, uh, with the team here at Synergy Publishing Group. But today we're going to talk about the insides, the stuff between the covers, which as a reader, you are probably sometimes aware and sometimes don't notice at all, both of which are probably intentional that <laughs> you may not realize. So we kind of want to get into the nitty gritty because a lot of people um, on this podcast are either interested in writing a book or have started their book writing journey. Maybe they're doing it themselves. Maybe they're doing it with support. And so Melissa has a ton of experience. She comes from marketing communication. She's also been in the kind of self-assisted um, publishing world for a while now. She's published her own books. And so we just want to get down and just pick her brain and learn all the things that we need to know about the stuff that goes between the covers. And so Melissa is going to kind of break down sort of some key things to think about and consider um, as you are getting your book ready for publication, whatever that may be. And I would say, Melissa, you can tell me if I'm wrong, like even in the traditional publishing space, it's still good to know these things if you're going that route, just so you know, even if you don't necessarily have a lot of say over it. Um, if it comes up or as it comes up, it's just good to know like what people are doing to <laughs> your right. pages and your work yeah. and all that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um, so I let Melissa creates beautiful, beautiful stuff and it's so intentional. I would really love to know, Melissa, just kind of like your approach to and thoughts about how to approach the insides of books. Okay. Uh, first, hi. Hi everyone. Nice to be here. Um, so there's there's four main things I think about, and a caveat is there's no one specific way to do this because it is a creative endeavor. And you don't have to do things the way other people have done them. We might need to say that again. <laughs> right. This is a creative endeavor. Yeah. And it does not, you do not have to do it the way I would do it. Like you're only limited by the parameters of the printing and distribution method, mm. and the publishing method that you use. Yeah. So from I'm that perspective, it. it's your baby. Yeah. Do what you want. Yeah. 
I think that's really important. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people, again, as with writing in general, feel like there's you, there's these strict, strict have tos and there's, there's really very few of those. And even the ones that might feel like, well, this is the way you do it. There is still ultimate creative liberty that we can take mm -hmm. with intention. And I think that's going to be like the common thread here is like, yeah have some intention around it and, and do make it yours and do be, you know, have it, have your feel yeah. about yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. I love that. So, you know, from, there are some technical things that sure. you know, fits into the nitty gritty, but whoever is laying out the interior of your book, or if you're doing it yourself, you can make it look however you want it to look mm -hmm. and still follow those technical parameters. That oh, you need to follow. yeah. Cool. So, okay. So here's the four main things I think about. One is your reader's expectations. Mm -hmm. um, and that could be based on the genre that you're writing in. It could be based on your previous work. Um, it can be based on a number of things, but, you know, spend some time thinking about what they expect. For example, if you're writing a fiction fantasy book, those readers love a good map. Mm. You know, they, mm -hmm. they want to place themselves in the context of this universe that is new yep. to them. Where are we in this world? Yes. We, love, we love a map. Um, a lot of like business books might have questions at the end of each chapter for thought mm -hmm. and reflection. Mm -hmm. um, some fiction books might have a book club guide at the end. Mm -hmm. So you know, that's, that's more about content and less about the look of it, but it relates. Well, it's, it's a both and, you know, like a lot of times, and, and I should say like, there's a lot of just like with the writing process, there's a lot of recursiveness and back and forth and the mm -hmm. formatting, once you get into this interior formatting, it, it sometimes can impact the content of the book. Exactly. And then as you're writing it, you can also take into consideration the formatting. Like I'm just thinking of a client's book we were in and working with this morning. And she's got a lot of quotes that we know are going to be, you know, what we call little inlays in the book. So not a part of the prose of the writing, but sort of these little asides, probably in a, some kind of grayscale box ish of some oh. sort. Yeah. And mm -hmm. So she, she knew that and felt these quotes, they didn't, it was going to take a lot to make them work into the prose. And so we came up with a creative way that felt good for her of like how to include them and not distract, yeah. you know, like to be a part of the yeah. book and not a part of the prose, like those kinds right. of things. Yeah. Right. Uh, and that gets into my next one. Um, what experience do you want your users to have? Mm -hmm. So there's their expectations and then there's mm -hmm. your expectations for them or your wants for them. Yeah. Um, so that can include things like, um, well, first some of that's accomplished through your writing. Right. But then other parts of it are like, what is the font that you're using mm -hmm. and what does that convey? How legible is the mm -hmm. font? You know, is your audience older? Does the font need to be larger? Um, or is your font like a millennial and they need lots of air around it, you know, lots of negative space around the words because that's like a millennial aesthetic. Um, it can also mean like, so is your book the kind that you want people to sit down and read all the way through? Mm -hmm. Or do you want them to pause with each chapter? 
Mm -hmm. Or is it a choose your own adventure where they can pick it up wherever and read? And some of that is accomplished through the layout. Like if you wanted to read all the way through, your chapters might run in together with no breaks between. Right. If you want them to pause, you might have each chapter have a full opening spread. Um, So, you know, you have to kind of think about where the pause is in the book and how do you create that visually? Um, yeah, I think of um, when you were designing uh, Juliet Kuhn's book, Who You Calling Crazy, that was a big part of her desire for the journey for the reader. Um, her whole That whole book is about ending the stigma of therapy and really supporting people and finding the, the type of mental health therapy that really meets them where they are. And she knew early on, and then Melissa was able to coordinate that with her to create an interior where people really could pick it up wherever they felt they needed to go. So there are specific parts and we separated those parts very visually. Um, And then even in the pages using questions and headings and things, which are like often bolded or italicized in books to kind of help people see quickly, oh, this is a place I want to go and hang out for a bit. Okay. Mm -hmm. I see that next one. I don't want to, that doesn't apply to me. So I'm going to skip that one. And that's the journey that Juliet wanted her reader to be able to have. Yeah. And, you know, like we said earlier, some of that is through the writing. Some of that happens in the manuscript phase. Like your editor might suggest, we need way markers. We need subheads in here to help guide people or something. But then some of it happens in layout and again layout can inform content content can inform layout right so and one more thing to think about in terms of the experience you want them to have um is whether you want to invite people to write in the book or not mm-hmm. um so sometimes having specific spaces for that where you ask them to do it invite them to do it with lines or with open space or you know whatever um, I think in one of the books we did, we included a bunch of blank pages at the end right. because like it's for people to write in. Yeah. I think that was Melissa Panera's book, maybe. Yes. Life is written in pencil. Yes. Yeah. So go write in the book in pencil. She's like asking you to. <laughs> Which um, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the third thing to think about is the cover. Um, sometimes the cover designer and the interior designer are not going to be the same people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's true of lots of different publishing companies. And if, if you're self-publishing and you hire a designer to do one and a different designer to do another, um, they still need to match. Right. So they need to have the same look, feel. You can do that through matching fonts. You can do that by pulling some element of the cover art into the inside. Um, they just, the, ex- the expectation you set through the cover needs to be met through the inside. And that's both in terms of the content and the feel. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it it really is kind of a a package, an experience that you're creating. And the intentionality is that readers have that and feel that from the visual outside, as well as the visual and formatting inside. Mm -hmm. Totally. And so in my mind, the words convey the ideas, but the design conveys the feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, like at, at first glance, the design is going to give you a feeling before you've read anything. Right. And you want to make sure that matches what your intentions are for the book. Yeah. Love that. 
Um, and then the, well, th the fourth thing is the really technical stuff. Um, and I'll, I'll list some of those. Stop me if you have questions. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do the, yeah, we're going to get into the technical because it's important. We want to, I mean, this, this needs to inform you. And also I think it's important to notice how you feel as you're experiencing any elements of some of the things we're going through. For instance, I'm thinking of one of our clients, like if she had to go and do this uh, and figure this out by herself, even if she had, you know, Melissa tell her the things to go through and do, she would never, she's getting ready to finish and publish her book like any day now, she would never be here. <laughs> she would never be at that phase. It is just not, not only not in her wheelhouse or skill set, and it, it's like an aversion to getting her book out. And so that's why you have support is like, these are things to think about as you're considering your, your options for publishing of like, I don't want to deal with that. Or I want to know, but I don't want to do it like, or, Ooh, this gets me all excited. Yeah. I'd love to figure out how to do all of that. You know what I mean? Just noticing yeah. how you're feeling, um, I think is a interesting indication of like what level of support mm -hmm. you want to have on your book writing journey too. Mm -hmm. All right, let's, let's do it. Get into some technical stuff. Yeah, let's get into some tech. Okay. Um, one technical thing is high resolution images. So if you have images inside your book, they have to be high res. So that's two things. You can't copy and paste images off the internet. Um, that's a licensing right. issue. Right. <laughs> so you need to both have licensing permission or ownership of the artwork, and it needs to be high resolution. Right. Um, there are a variety of different ways to tell that, to tell if an image is high resolution. If you have questions though, and if you have an image heavy book, I would just really encourage people to work with a designer and not try to okay. DIY it unless they know what I'm talking about when I say DPI. Okay. Yes. Great. So if that made sense to you, then you might be able to figure this out on your own. If you've got a lot of images, I think the key that I want to reiterate here of that piece is they, they need to be high quality images. They need to be images that you either have permission to use or they are your own. And if any of those things you're not understanding, you're going to want to get support. Cause one, especially if you're self-publishing, your book is going to get flagged and not get published, or you're going to have people coming after you if it does somehow scoot in. Um, and we don't want those images to look yucky in the book. Like again, part of the journey, just like we want our words to be read easily. We want the same with whatever kind of visual elements are going on. Right. Right. Um, okay, next piece. I mentioned earlier that the cover and the interior need to match in feeling. They also need to match in trim size. Yes. So that's something you might not think about if you're like doing doing it yourself in Word or something. Make sure that your pages are the same size. Um, so let's just break like an example of that is six by nine is kind of the most common, mm -hmm. not the only, but the most common trim size. So that cover and then the interior, there are margin and formatting things, right, to consider based on that cover trim size and how many pages of content you right. have. And remember, this is just a reminder, we've talked about this before on the podcast, that the words count that's showing up in a Google Doc or a Word document, it won't be the same as in a printed page. So Correct. that's why the trimming and the formatting of the interior is important. Right. 
um, and related your printer and each each printer has different print specs so you know if you're going with a print on demand like Ingram Spark or KDP um, their requirements are both slightly different as far as how much bleed space you need how much what your safe area margin is you know the spine size is even different for each one depending yeah. on which paper type you select so these are all things that you have to factor in um, yeah. with margins and here's something that um, I'm kind of obsessive about which we love your interior margin should be bigger than your outside page margin yeah so when because, you're opening a book yeah. you're looking at two pages the interior yeah, it's falling in, in the gutter and it's harder to read those the words closest to the spine if you don't have wide enough a margin there yeah so i've had people when i've laid out their books and they've seen them they're seeing a different margin and they're saying the margins are different you need to fix that <laughs> no, no no that was intentional right i promise <laughs> <laughs> um other thing with the print method um I'm guessing that most people listening to this are going to go print on demand, but in the off chance that they have some money to spend and want to go to a traditional offset printer, the requirements are different. Um, an offset printer, for example, your page count needs to be in multiples of 8, 16, or 32, depending on the printer. Um, with most print on demand stuff, it can be just multiples of two. Mm -hmm. um two or four and they'll just they'll just add blank pages at the end to make it the right page count for them but with a traditional offset printer you have to have the specific page count that has to meet their requirements yeah um I'm, he I'm hearing over and over like either hire the person that knows these things or knows how to find these things out or you have to double triple check whatever process you're using to get your book printed um, or published, um, make sure that you have looked at, and they all have them. It, it is out there. Mm -hmm. It's not, I will, you know, having had lots of experience with this, it is not always the most user-friendly or easiest, even with the videos and the guides and all that kind of stuff. I'll just say for the mm -hmm. average person, it's probably going to be a little bit gobbledygook. Um, that's why support is nice, but it's mm -hmm. not, not doable, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah, it's totally doable to DIY yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and one of the other things I'll mention is like if you're doing print and ebook, there are things you have to do to make that ebook export work right that you don't have to do for the print version. Yeah. So different. there's extra steps. Yes. Um, and for ebook conversion, I believe you can ask those services to convert it for you ingram spark or kdp convert a pdf to ebook for you it may not turn out the way you would want it ideally yes um which is why i use the, the layout software i use is called indesign um, and it has an ebook export function that i can use and i can see exactly what the book is gonna look like in the various ebook platforms Right. And I know like the results are right in front of my eyeballs and there's no guesswork. Um, so that's beneficial to have yeah. something like that. Um, 
there was one more thing I was going to say and I've forgotten what it was. <laughs> it's okay. Um, I think this is like so good. So let's kind of recap the four things. So one first one is what might be the expectations of the reader based on several things, the genre, books you might have written before, et cetera. So I, I did want to touch on like books you've written before, meaning if you'll notice, if you ever read series or multiple books from authors, they will often have similar looks or vibes and just tweaks and things to them because mm -hmm. it's almost like their brand, you know? Yeah. Um, so it doesn't, again, doesn't mean you can't create different things. Um, like I think of Brene Brown and Atlas of the Heart is a very different look than, you know, any of her uh, right. other books. Um, and that's okay. But it's, it was intentional and it's got, you know, it's very visual, it's color, mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. Um, then the other is like, you know, what are you wanting to create the journey you are wanting to create um, for the reader in and of themselves? Um, remind me what the third one was. <laughs> the cover and the, yes. the clothes, the inside needs to match the inside. Yeah. So we're having that continuity. Yeah, that intentional, that what's on the outside continues in some way, shape, or form um, from the fonts to potential images, uh, visuals, all that kind of stuff, that there's a, a coordination there. And then fourth are these technical pieces that can potentially sound daunting, but basically like your book will get chopped off weird <laughs> and words will be missing, that content will be gone. Um, if you don't have these technical pieces yeah. um, and each of these self-publishing spaces have their own guides that you have to pay attention to. Again, when you're working uh, with us and have the amazingness of Melissa, all of that is covered and we get to support you in that so that we come to you with questions and ideas and um, design style choices, but ultimately, you know, we're taking care of and Melissa is taking care of all of those technical things. Um, behind the scenes, but we do it within coordination with our clients and our writers so that the book gets to look how they want it to look. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else you want to make sure kind of people think about in terms of, or just sort of take away if they're, you know, too long, didn't listen, whatever <laughs> around the interior. Yeah. Um, paper was one of the things. Mm, I was yes, about. yes, yes your paper choices from the two different main print on demand distributors is a little bit different. Mm -hmm. um, I would encourage people to upload their books to both order a copy of each and look and see which one they like better. Yeah. Maybe they want to stick with one as their main distributor over the other. Um, this is a different feel and there's, there's some different options at each place. So yeah. you might want to, check those out um yeah love that i i think too um one of the best ways that supports our clients in starting to figure out some of these things because something they've never thought about before but what they even want for an interior is to literally go to their bookshelves or literally go walking through a bookstore yeah touch books, feel books, look at them, look at the cover, look at the insides. What are they, and what are you noticing about them? Even if you can't like name the technical, whatever, um, you know, like you're not going to know what the font is necessarily, unless you have some knowledge in, in, in that um, yourself. But that's the easiest way to start to get a sense of what you like and what you don't like. 
And then that can help anyone you're working with, or if you're doing it yourself to start to just narrow it down because otherwise it's like, you just, it's overwhelming can potentially mm -hmm. be overwhelming or you're just like, kind of, you just throw your hands up, whatever. And it doesn't wind up looking the way you want it to look. Yeah. yeah. And also like, you don't have to do this by yourself. Like yes. ask somebody questions. I mean, even if you're not going to ask us, there are communities, there are forums, there yeah. are places on the internet that are happy to, you know, answer a question or two. Mm -hmm. um, and even those self-publishing places have spaces to ask questions as yeah. well. Yep. So, you know, don't be afraid. There's not, there's no stupid questions in Correct. this. Amazing. So, yeah. Melissa, if folks want to get a hold of you, connect with you further, what's the best place to do that? I would say um, Instagram. Awesome. Which is, it's one, the numeral one S Melissa, which is spelled with one S, hence the one S Melissa. <laughs> um, or they can go to my website, melissagramcreative.com. Great. And we'll have that in the show notes as well. Thank you so much, Melissa. I love all of the amazing things you do for our books and excited to um, continue working and would love to hear what of these things landed for you, supported you, what maybe is some area you need some more discussion or conversation around. Um, we'd be happy to come back and do another episode. And no matter what, this interior is important and your words matter and they need to get out there no matter what. So get the help you need. You know, this stuff is valuable and we don't want it to overwhelm you or hinder you from writing your book. Once you get to that place, you can always get support around it. So thank you as always for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Written Compass. If you are enjoying this content, do me a favor and go and review the podcast. This allows me to share and get these messages out to the people who really need them, who we want to read their books in the future. You can also go and share your thoughts and tag me at Shana Hartman underscore on Instagram. Again, this is just a way for us to get connected and share the writing love. And if you know that you are ready to write your book, that message that's been burning inside of you for a long time, then I want to talk to you. My team and I want to talk to you. Head on over to shanahartman.com and click work with us. From there, you'll see an application to explore and see if writing your book is your next best step. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.